0: ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive, brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank, local then, local now, member FDIC.
1: Welcome into the Monday edition, The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. You can be a part of this program by calling us on our White Claw phone lines at 877-420-TALK, that's 877-420-8255. White Claw, hard seltzer, it is made pure. How are you guys doing out there? Have fun this weekend. We had, of course, big games on Saturday. North Carolina, Duke. I know everyone was talking about that on Saturday. Day number one of WrestleMania. WrestleMania Saturday. That, that filled my timeline up. And then... On Sunday was day number two of WrestleMania. So a lot going on out there. We got some things we want to get into as well with you. So we'll take your phone calls again, 877 420 Talk eight seven seven four two oh eight two five five. We'll get your text also this hour. We got coming up on the show today, Matt Grobe, head coach of the Marshall Men's Golf Program. He's gonna join us here. They have wrapped up their regular season, so we are going to talk to him about Conference USA. That is coming up here soon, so he'll join us on the program. Tomorrow on the show, we're going to hear from Marshall University Athletic Director Christian Spears. He's going to be phoning in, so we'll talk to him tomorrow. Get you an update on everything that is uh, happening with the Thundering Herd. We're on week number three of being able to find some time in his schedule, so I'm not... I'm not sure that I can keep this pace up with him. He's pretty busy after all, but we're going to get him as many times as we can before we get into the uh, deep into the spring and summer months. And, of course, coming up this fall, I'm sure we'll have a lot to talk to him about as well. And uh, our text line as well, we're going to open that up for you tomorrow and today as well. But for tomorrow, we're going to definitely get some of your questions in. Also on Twitter, the text line is 3045232275. 3045232275. So, coming up, Matt Grobe, head coach of the golf program. Tomorrow, it's going to be Christian Spears, Marshall University athletic director, and of course, uh, we can ask Matt about if his his conversations with uh, Christian have happened yet and what they've talked about. It's like, "Hey, build me a golf course." Yeah, just build me a golf course. Downtown golf course. He's probably not going to say that, but you know, I would say, hey, look, yeah, you know what, can I get a new golf course? Just You know, lots of land, challenging holes, water features, you know, can I get something like that? I don't know if that's actually going to happen. I don't know if you can just say, hey, can we get a golf course? But, hey, there may be some things that maybe you can see happening for the golf program that's going to help what they do. So we'll ask some of those questions as well. Uh, we got to, uh, before we get into the news, we got to start with, Former Marshall football coach Stan Parrish passing away uh, yesterday at age seventy-five. Now, I'm really not gonna get into too much of his career after Marshall. I mean, he had a pretty good career, Kansas State for a while, and coached Tom Brady at Michigan. Man, that's pretty good right there to have that on your resume. I, I really I don't want to touch too much on some of that stuff. He's he was a, a, a big part of Marshall for a few seasons because when Stan came to Marshall, Marshall hadn't had a winning season in a long time. And so Stan was the first to actually get the ball rolling. I mean, you can talk about George Chomp. You can talk about Jim Donnan. You can talk about Bob Pruitt. You can talk about Doc Holiday getting things rolling again, getting them back and you can talk about all these great things. However, you got to start with Stan Parrish. Now, of course, there were coaches before, and they – I mean, Sonny Randall. I mean, you can talk about Sonny Randall as well. I mean, he, he serves a different, I think, um, role in martial football history. But if you look at what Stan Parrish did – he was a guy that brought Marshall a winning season. And for the longest time, that was not a thing. That didn't happen. So, 1984, Parrish coaches the team to a six and five record. That was the first winning season in 20 years. Six and five. That was unheard of. It hadn't happened in a long time. So, 6 and 5 in 84, first winning season in 20 years. And then Marshall goes undefeated at home. And actually starts moving up. People are talking about Marshall. Now Marshall faded that year, 7-3 and 1. And next thing you know, hey, Marshall's got back-to-back winning season. Oh, hey, Something's happening here. So Parrish leaves, takes the head coaching job at Kansas State. And he didn't do so well there. But he took some other jobs, and he had a successful career. And he's remembered for being quarterback coach, working with Tom Brady, Brian Greasy. So he's got a a really nice pedigree it didn't work out as well at Kansas State, but I think truly you can't talk about his successes without really talking about Marshall. I mean, he was at Division Three Wabash College and, and was phenomenal there as a head coach. And so he gets the job at Marshall, and here it is. First winning season, and then undefeated at home, Marshall – faded off, but at one point, Marshall was getting some attention, and then there were talk and plans of, you know, a baseball park is something that we've been pushing for for baseball for so long, right? That facility we're hoping is going to be transformative. Well, if you don't remember, Marshall played at Fairfield Stadium, and I know there's a lot of you that maybe have heard about Fairfield Stadium. You know, there's a nice... Nice building on that on that field. Now there's um, there's only like echoes of a Fairfield Stadium, and of course, you know, you had to have a stand-in in the movie We Are Marshall for Fairfield Stadium. I mean, it was it was a nice approximation. It was nicer than what you had, but Fairfield Stadium, yeah. You know, at one point in its early life, Fairfield was a nice place for the time for for the time, but time caught up with Fairfield Stadium. And Marshall, the city, I don't know how this worked out. I, I don't know, but things just didn't get kept up with. I mean, the whole area was kind of, it was all right. And so a new stadium was sort of like something, hey, you know what? Marshall's starting to, maybe maybe we can get a new stadium here. Maybe we can take some of the success, get a new stadium here. And I don't think that happens if Stan Parrish isn't the coach. I mean, I, I remember watching the news. that I was young, but I remember that news bulletin. Hey, Marshall has achieved its first winning season in 20 years. I mean, that was big news. Marshall hadn't had success in a long time. And, of course, this was you know, after the plane crash as well. So you know, Marshall was trying to reestablish the program and found that it was a, a long journey back. I, mean, I remember going to games at Fairfield, and then just nobody would be there. There'd be an okay crowd there, and so, you know, when Stan came and got a winning record, and then Marshall, hey, seven three and one, and oh, hey, this 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 might be onto something here. Marshall might be onto something, and this is where it began. And you can thank, you can thank the coaches that came after him. You can thank George Chump, you can thank Jim Donnan, you can thank Bob Pruitt. You can thank those coaches for what they brought to Marshall University, and so you should thank those those coaches. If those coaches were part of a, a great run. But without Stan Parrish, I don't know if that run begins that early. Six and five record followed by a seven, three, and one record springboarding the herd into bigger and better things. You don't springboard without Stan Parrish. Matt Grobe, our guest, Marshall Goff. When we continue, this is The Drive, ESPN 94.1 at AM 930.
0: This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM at AM 930. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank, the local bank that's here for every step of your life's journey. Member FDIC.
1: Welcome back to the Monday, April 4th edition, The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I promised last week he would be on the show, and I'm going to deliver right now. It's time to welcome back Marshall University men's golf coach, Matt Grobe, getting set for the Conference USA Tournament in Texarkana, Arkansas. How you doing, Matt? It's been a while. I'm doing wonderful. How you doing? I'm good. I, I'm good today. I got you. Uh, we got a lot to get into, and uh, this is going to be your final role. This is the final time that you're taking a team into the Conference USA tournament at Texarkana, Arkansas. That's, that's kind of something that I don't know how I feel about that. I'm happy Marshall's getting out of Conference USA. I don't know how you feel, so let me ask you first and foremost, bittersweet that you're going to go to Texarkana for the final time uh, in the Conference USA tournament?
2: Yeah, you know, I I really like the tournament down there. Texarkana bends over backwards as a city. The the mayor gets involved, and and he comes out. They put a large scoreboard up for the kids. They make it really special. Uh, The hotel that hosts it, uh, you know, actually does dinner for us every night, uh, so it's it's a really neat atmosphere. I'm excited for our kids um, to be able to play in it still, uh, you know, for, for that for the one more year. I, I thought maybe we'd have a change of locale, but the Sun Belt plays in Arkansas as well. I think it's called like El Diablo or something. So that's a little scary, but uh, uh, I'm excited for the guys. I, I think they're excited. It's it's a wonderful tournament, wonderful golf course, and. And so we're looking forward to going down there to Texarkana.
1: At least it's a cool name. Again, Texarkana, you're leaving that. That's a cool name. It, you,
2: it, exactly.
1: LDI, did you say El Diablo? Is that where? Uh, well, I think that's
2: what somebody told me. I haven't, I haven't confirmed it, but I know that it's down in Arkansas, and it's about an hour east. Uh, of where we currently play. I've so, got it. I've got well, it right yep. here.
1: Mystic Creek Golf Club, El Dorado, Arkansas.
2: Okay, there you go. There you go. So, um, but I've heard it's really, really tough. So, looking forward to that again uh, next year. But I don't have to worry about that until next year.
1: No, you don't. Um, we'll talk about that here. We'll say that for the back end of this. But first and foremost, how are you feeling going into the Conference USA tournament? And I know it's a little different for you because you really have a team of individuals but how are you feeling going into this
2: I feel like we've had a really good year I mean you know statistically I think this will go down as one of the best years we've ever had uh for Marshall Golf you know uh, just last week you know Tyler Jones shot a 62 which is the uh which is the new record for any martial golfer uh, Lyndon Meade had shot uh, 63 back in 1958 in the Mac championships so he broke a record that's that's been, it's been set for forever. Uh, it was one of the most impressive rounds of golf I've ever seen. Uh, you know, Tyler's had an incredible year. Noah Mullins, uh, who's a fifth year senior kid that went to Cabell Midland has had a wonderful year. Um, and then another West Virginia kid, Ryan Bilby has played really, really good. So I feel like we got three guys right now. Uh, Brett Montgomery's had a good year so far. We've had several other guys, uh, but we've really had a good year. So I'm really excited. I mean, This last week, we had two back-to-back tournaments, and I think they're probably a little bit tired right now, but it's nice that we get a little bit of a break out a couple of weeks here where we can really get ready and and get some training in and get ready to go down there and attack Texarkana.
1: You've been there before, so you've got your notebooks, I'm sure you're going through right now, or you've digitized them. I don't know what you're you're using, but how are you getting ready for them? I know we talk about this every year, but how do you prepare, try to get them – in a place where once they get on the course, it's really just go play the course. They don't have to worry about anything because they're pretty well prepared.
2: Yeah, you know, we're, 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 we're in a, a pretty decent situation because we've had a couple of the guys play it before. Um, so, you know, I already feel good about them. They already know what kind of shots it demands. So, you know, right now in practice, it's going to be more about trying to find who's playing hot right now. Uh, you know, like I talked about, we got three or four guys that I feel really good about taking. It's the, it's the back end of the lineup that I got to figure out. And, and, and in golf, sometimes you just want to take the hot hand. So, you know, we'll do some qualifying for those guys. And then once we get down there uh, with the six guys we take, we get a substitute that we can take. Uh, we've never used the substitute. I typically take it in case of injury or illness, but you typically try to let your five play it out. Um, you know, seven guys in and out gets a little bit confusing and guys really don't know their role so you try to take your five and have your sub there in case something bad were to happen but you know, when we get down there trying to trying to have the the myself and the other players that have seen it before be able to pass on information about hey look this this part of the green we just can't hit it to this part of the green when the pin's here and you know this if the holes here on this par 5 even if you want to go for it 2 you got to lay up because you just can't get close to this pin and if you hit it long it's a bogey and so those type of things. But you really can't, you can talk to the kids about it, but until they see it and I can stand there and say, you know, this is where we need to hit it. And this is trouble. It, it, it's tough to just kind of talk to them and have them try to envision it.
1: Yeah. You can't really simulate that. You just got to get out there and do it with a, kind of a, uh, here's a prep sheet. Good luck.
2: It, it, exactly. So, you know, we get, we get yardage books and the yardage books are really good. They tell them, uh, you know, kind of how the greens all break and how far it is to this bunker and to that tree. And, and, and so we do all the prep work. The practice round usually takes about six hours. So by the time that's done, they're pretty tired, but they've learned about everything they can possibly learn. And then, and then it's time to just wake up and get after it.
1: Matt Grobe joins us, head coach of the Marshall Golf Program. So you got a couple of weeks. You're feeling pretty good about this, um, going down to the Conference USA tournament for the final time. And as we alluded to, next year going into the Sun Belt. Again, I, I know it's different for other sports, but how do you feel going into the Sun Belt? Because again, it's not team versus team versus team. It's not like basketball or football squaring up here. Uh, it's you know, you've got individuals that it's how well they perform as an individual and then as a unit. You know, the other team can have great golfers too, but if you got good golfers and they got good golfers, I mean, you're going to be fine.
2: Yeah, you know, a lot of times when you talk about, especially for us, being in such a Southern Conference again, you know, Conference USA was really, we were kind of one of the northernmost teams, and now we're doing that all over again in in the Sun Belt. So a lot of times you don't see some of the teams. Like, I don't think we've ever played golf against Louisiana. Uh, You know, there's there's certain teams I've never even seen in tournaments because they kind of stay in their local area. You know, most of the tournaments we play in are kind of North Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia-based. So we've seen Georgia Southern before. You know, we've, we've, uh, you know, we've seen Appalachian State in some tournaments. Uh, James Madison, we see them, Old Dominion. But when it comes to actually seeing all the teams in the conference, you really don't see them until the championship. You know, this year in Conference USA, when we head down there, I think we've maybe seen maybe maybe three or four other teams during the year And then we'll get down there and see the others for the first time. So it makes it a little bit weird with your conference championship because you don't have any home and homes. You haven't seen them all year. Um, And so then you just kind of show up. And, you know, all all the coaches, uh, I've got several friends in the Sun Belt and several friends in Conference USA. So, you know, you kind of keep tabs on how they're all doing. But at the same time, we just don't cross paths as often as you would if we were playing like a conference schedule.
1: What does that mean for you and the program? Is that something that, as you will be in the league, that helps you? Or is this something you would like to know? I mean, does it really impact your team, you know, not seeing what those other teams are about?
2: You know, I'm not really sure. You know, golf's such an individual sport. Uh, you know, and, and for us to be team-based, I'm looking for all the guys that can play the best for us at a certain site. Um, so I'm not necessarily – too concerned about what other other teams have because if I don't see them on the same golf course I don't know the course they're playing uh, when I see their results just same as they don't know what kind of conditions we had when we played you know we went to Myrtle Beach and you know the wind was blowing 15 to 30 miles an hour so if somebody looked at our results they may say well you know they their average score was you know 70 well it maybe it was it would have been 68 had the had the had the winds not been there so I think it's really tough to try to compare yourself with other teams until you actually get to play on the same course, same conditions with them.
1: So really the schedule doesn't change for you next season, the year after the year after. I mean, will you try to flavor it with a couple of Sunbelt teams or are you just going to be business as usual? We'll all meet up at the Sunbelt Conference Tournament.
2: Well, I think that the the Sunbelt's a little bit closer for us. So, you know, I I think that the teams that kind of are – you know, I guess in our half of the division, if you will, you know, Georgia State, Georgia Southern, you know, Coastal Carolina, Appalachian State, you know Old Dominion, James Madison. I think we'll actually see those guys a lot more than I've ever seen any Conference USA schools. And, you know, we'll try to go. Appalachian State hosts a couple of events a year. They've invited us to two of them next year. And unfortunately, the dates didn't work up. But I think we'll start trying to go to some of those. We go to Georgia Southern's individual event every year. Uh, you know, Georgia State has invited us to their event before, so I do think that the uh, our, our fans will see us traveling and playing in, in, against more of our, our Sun Belt teams than we have in Conference USA. But there'll still be a couple that we won't even see until we get to the conference championship.
1: Matt Grubb's with me, Marshall's men's golf coach. So with the schedule, maybe being a little more flexible towards those teams, still you're going to be playing some of the familiar grounds. I get to the point now where we've got a new athletic director and I've had him as a guest a few weeks and we've talked about things that he's doing, projects. We really haven't touched on golf, so I'm kind of hoping you can share with me if if you have something maybe you are willing to talk about as far as what some of those conversations have been like. I know he's been talking to coaches about win-win. That's his philosophy, when this happens, winning can happen. Where are you at as far as what those conversations have uh, gone over and you know, what do you need as a golf coach now that you've got a, a guy taking your wish list?
2: Well, you know, I think we, we had a meeting and we sat down and, and I think that uh, Mr. Spears really wants to help us um, and help us get better. Uh, and there's just certain things that I think would help us moving forward. You know, uh, trying to have better practice facilities is probably something in the future that that can help us out. We're we're so fortunate that Guyan uh, Golf and Country Club, uh, which is our home course, lets us host a home event. Uh, they let us play there. They let us practice there, and 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 it's and it's absolutely awesome. So I couldn't uh, couldn't be happier with the relationship we have with Guyan. Um, but when it comes to like what's going on in the college golf landscape, uh, you know a lot of teams have their own driving range. Uh, they have their own short game areas. Uh, But I also understand at the same time, we've got some things that we need to do uh, as an athletic department that need to happen first. And so, you know, when we talked, you know, he was he was he was very supportive of our program, Uh, you know, talked about, uh, you know, he has a really good. When we were talking about golf, he had a really, really good knowledge about it. He did a really good job of asking me how long the golf course is, how long do we go out and play when we play in competitions. And, and so the conversation we had was really, really good. And I, I think that uh, he wants to help us in any way that he possibly can to help our student athletes have a chance to be the best they can possibly be. So, you know, but at the same time, I, I do understand we've got some major projects that need to happen first. Um, and, and then, uh, hopefully we can look into, uh, you know, men's and women's golf and, and try to help these kids and, uh, and some, uh, practice areas that, that might be a little bit better to help them get ready.
1: Just so I have a, I make sure that I understand correctly, would this mean, you know, facilities Would this mean, you know, a, a practice facility, not at guy but somewhere else, you know, what, what are we looking at here as far as that type of improvement?
2: Well, you know, I'm not necessarily sure exactly what it would be. Um, You know, Guy is actually, you know, making some improvements in in their practice. So they're looking at doing some things in 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 maybe with short game to try to make that a little bit better, and that would be uh, a home run for our guys as well. Uh, You know, it's probably like a practice range, um, you know, somewhere where the guys can hit drivers and three woods and and, and longer-type clubs. Um, You know, right now – you you've got the the range at Guyan honestly my guys just hit the ball too far uh you know the range is about 260 yards long which is absolutely perfect for 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 me and all the other people that go to Guyan but when you take guys that hit the ball 300 yards air they're hitting onto their golf holes um so you know I, I think that that's probably something when you talk about a practice facility it's just somewhere where they can hit drivers and, and, and try to hit longer clubs and be able to to fine-tune the things that need to to help them uh, compete in, in, at the highest level.
1: Matt Groves with us. And, of course, that's going to be down the line, as you mentioned. There are lots – everybody has projects, so you're in a good position right now. You know, maybe yeah, you know, with its improvements, that's going to help you further until something else is a little bit more permanent, uh, a home base for you uh, because – I know it's very difficult to go out and recruit uh, for all the other sports and you, I mean you're fortunate. You've got Guyan, but again as uh you know talking to other coaches, shiny things do help. So, you know, how do you make golf as attractive as it possibly can to attract the very best?
2: Yeah, I mean uh, uh, Guyan is is fabulous. And, and and another thing that really helps us out is By hosting that first event, the Joe Fagan's Marshall Invitational at the beginning of September, word of mouth has gotten out. I mean, the teams that come and play in that event absolutely love the golf course. Well, then they go back and it spreads, and everybody loves coming here to play Guyane. and that helps a lot with recruiting. Being that we actually host a home event on our home golf course is huge. A lot of schools can't do that, and so I think that helps a lot in recruiting, and then also in recruiting – You know, Sugarwood's been great to us. Sugarwood lets us come and play when we need to. Sleepy Hollow's been great to us. Uh, Berry Hills, Edgewood. Uh, We've just got so many other golf courses that have stepped up and said, hey, if you guys need to get a little bit of work done, you're more than welcome to come out here. So I think a lot of times when it comes to recruiting, um, you know, it's really nice that we've got so many people here in the area that are supportive of Marshall Golf uh, and, and, and golf in West Virginia. Uh, that helps us get better
1: my guest Matt Grobe the Conference USA tournament is April 25th through the 28th Texarkana Arkansas final time for you are you going to try to play that course uh, after uh, it's all said and done in Conference USA is there uh, any events maybe you can work your way into to just to go down there for old time's sake
2: well, I absolutely love the golf course, but uh, they, it's, it's the only event they host. Uh, you know, they don't do any other college stuff. They do do some um, some of those. Uh, I guess now they, um, oh, you know, it's like the the swingthought.com tour events. They'll do some of those. Uh, you know, some of the some of the minor tours trying to work their way up towards the Corn Ferry and the PGA. They'll host some of those events. Uh, we've actually had some players here that have graduated and then went back there to play in one of the uh, you know local mini-tour events that they had. So I think the guys have a chance to get back down there. But uh, with no college really being there, it would be tough for somebody to host because they'd have to drive all their administration in, drive in the trainers and all that stuff. Uh, and so I think that's why Texarkana probably doesn't host uh, until the, until the conference championship for us.
1: You know, you're going to be the new guy in the Sun Belt. I mean, depending on how this uh, new course works out for you, maybe, just maybe, get Texarkana to put a push in for the Sun Belt. I mean, they can host multiple tournaments, right? It's okay.
2: Well, yeah, and you never know. I mean, most, I, I think if I'm not mistaken, with the, with the course that the Sun Belt is, I was talking to Carter Collins down at Georgia Southern, uh, and, and Carter and I have been friends for years, and Carter was saying that this was a three-year deal with the course that they're at now. Uh, so, you know, I think that, and with Conference USA, we're about the same. We, we kind of went in and we kind of locked it in for a couple of years. And then we looked at some other avenues, some other courses that we, we thought, uh, we might go to originally Conference USA ended up in Texarkana because it was the middle and the footprint. They took all the schools and put them all on a map and said, where's the middle? And that's where we'll try to host a tournament. that's how Texarkana got chosen in the Sunbelt. My understanding is they try to find a place. They play it there for three years. So I think that by the by the time we play, it'll be the last year they're there of the three year deal, and then I think they'll look they'll, they'll go out and probably try to find where they're going to be the next three years. Uh, so you're kind of always moving those conference championships. And the good news is, when we sit in those meetings, I can tell them a little bit about Texarkana uh, if it comes up.
1: My guest Matt Grob, good talking to you. Good luck here in the next uh, few weeks. We'll be following along, obviously, and uh, I'm excited for you and hopefully. Uh, Tyler shoots under 62, we win a Conference USA championship, and you go out a winner.
2: That would be that would be incredible. Um, if, if Tyler could somehow shoot under 62, that would be quite impressive on that golf course.
1: I would be amazed. The way you describe it every year, I would be amazed if anyone could shoot at 62 on that. What's the lowest it, score it, that's been on that? Do you know off the top of your head?
2: I, I, I don't know off the top of my head. I know that uh, Scott Hall was looking because when Tyler shot that 62, it kind of got him uh it, it 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 shot him into all kinds of trying to figure out where it is in the record books and where it is in conference usa and all that he was trying to get all that information because it was one of the most impressive rounds i've ever seen and, and and then uh scott was trying to get all the back information on when the last time something was shot and 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 he didn't he didn't really get back to me on the conference usa what the the record is at texarkana but you know, I, I think it's a golf course where it's got some holes that you can get, but there's some holes that can get you. So, if you can stay away from the stay away from the trouble and make the birdies where they should, uh, I think we got some guys that can go low. I don't know if there's a 62 out there, but maybe a 65 or 66.
1: We'll take it. We'll take it in a winner. Matt Grobe. Thank you, sir. Appreciate your time.
2: Thank you. Really appreciate. It. Have a great day.
1: That's Matt Grobe, head coach of the Marshall Golf Team, the Men in Action Conference USA tournament's coming up. Between April 25th to the 28th, Texarkana, Arkansas. We'll get your phone calls in. 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. Our text line is open for you as well. You can do that by texting 304-523-2275. That's 304-523-2275. More coming up on this edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930.
0: This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank.
1: Welcome back to the Monday edition. Paul Swan, your host. It is The Drive on ESPN 94.1 at AM 930. We've got your phone calls at 877 420 Talk, always at 877 420 8255. And of course, the text line is open 304 523 2275. 304 523 2275. And of course, if you're listening by chance, if this is a, a a show that you listen to and it's not live, and you listen to it and you want to be able to interact or you want to ask me something, you can find me on Twitter at Paul Swan. So, if you can't listen live, you can follow me on Twitter at Paul Swan. And of course, if you are listening live, I appreciate it and. If there's an opportunity for you to listen on delay sometimes, like I, I can't listen live today, Paul. Well, I've got you covered. We are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast, you can find the show. So if you would give me a follow on some of those platforms, I really would appreciate it. A lot of action over the weekend. Marshall Baseball finishing out the weekend with a win. So that's good. Beating UAB seven to five. Marshall's now 13, 14, and one. 3-6 and six in Conference USA. Now, the game against Virginia Tech, it's at Virginia Tech. It's been moved up to 2 p.m. So, Marshall baseball game tomorrow moved up to 2 p.m. And then, of course, don't forget Mountaineers and Marshall back at it again on Wednesday. Marshall tennis team had a, a battle. Cincinnati and Marshall were in a battle. And the Herd fell 4-3. Marshall's now 11-10, and but... Cincinnati did not get out and just win this easily. Yeah, it was a battle. It went right down to the wire. So Marshall Tennis doing, uh, I mean, four or three, I'll take that. Falling to Cincinnati, yeah, Cincinnati knew it had a uh, fight on its hands. So 11-10 and 10 for John Mercer's squad. Hopefully the herd can uh, pick up a few more wins. Let's hope that the, the rest of the season is a little kinder to the thundering herd. And, of course, Megan Smith's on the program. What happens? Well, Marshall sweeps over the weekend. Got the win on Sunday, 4-3. That was the final day of the three-game set. Marshall's now 22-9 in softball. 6-3 in league play. And here is a note. The doubleheader at Radford on Tuesday, 3 p.m., postponed due to inclement weather. So, the makeup is set for the 27th. That's going to be a single game. Again, doubleheader at Radford on Tuesday, set for 3 p.m., postponed because of the inclement weather. And the makeup date is going to be on the 27th. That's going to be a single game. So, no doubleheader there. All right. Let's get your phone calls in. Again, 877-420-TALK, 877 420 The text line is open now. You can do that by texting 304-523-2275. And, of course, live and on delay, you can tweet at me anytime at Paul Swan. More coming up. It's The Drive on ESPN, 94.1 and AM 930.
0: This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM at AM 930. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank, the local bank that's here for every step of your life's journey. Member FDIC. It's
1: our final segment. Paul Swan's your host. That's me. It's The Drive, ESPN 94.1 at AM 930. Our text line is open 304-523-2275. That's 304 304- 523 Five two three two two seven five. 2275. Texter writes in asking if um, I could get Dan back on the show. Said he would like to see me have Dan on the show. Would love to know the uh, state of the portal. Know oh, what's going on with the portal? I haven't heard much. Haven't seen many portal items come up yet. You think Marshall's maybe a little behind as far as basketball, as far as the portal's concerned? You think Marshall's playing catch up? maybe doing it to due diligence as a program before really hopping in and making some big moves. Well, that's a question that I think is fair to ask. What's the status of Marshall in the portal for men's basketball? Maybe that's a question we can get answered sooner than later, but I'm going to wager that Marshall's just not going to jump right in and say, all right, let's go shopping in the portal, but at the same time, I know there's a lot of concerns about what the team's going to look like in the upcoming season. You want to get off to a a good start in the Sun Belt. You'd like to think that maybe Marshall has a shot of competing and maybe winning in the Sun Belt. You hope that's the case. And so I think silence not necessarily is a bad thing, but I would like to hear where Marshall's at as well. I know you're not going to come out and say, hey, here's who we are targeting. We've targeted these kids. I don't think you're going to hear that. But, you know, maybe some conversations are being had. Yeah, i like to see what's going on with the program as well. You know, what some of the short-term and long-term plans are here as you try to build basketball back up to being better. Same way you're doing football, trying to build it back up to being better. Try to improve it. So, some short-term and long-term fixes, I'm sure, are in the works. I don't know. Maybe a fresh coat of paint. That would be nice, too. Yo, know, Danny – to Danny's credit, he did everything he could and still, I'm sure, wants to do more to maybe improve the presentation of the Henderson Center. I don't know how much you can do, but I would love to see just white everywhere except for the railings and, you know, green. Yeah, you know, Kelly Green seats. I'm not. Sure, are going to happen anytime soon. You know, pour pour some money into seating. I don't know if that's going to happen, but wouldn't it be nice if you had everything white except the Kelly green seats? Just make it all make make the concrete look. Just paint it white. Paint it all white. Just so just have that bright, clean white, and just have the green as the, the Kelly green as an accent. Wouldn't that be cool? I would think so. I would like to see that. That's just me. But I think Marshall using white would be a strong statement all over the place here. and then I, I, I get why we're using the black as an accent. And I'm not here to be the brand manager of Marshall Athletics, but strong use of the white, please, and the green, and then throw the black in as the accent. That's what I would do. And I know I get it. You like the black helmet idea. You like black jerseys. I get it. I would just, I would make strong use of white with the green and then use that black as as the third color. And because Marshall's green and white. That's, I mean, it's the green and white. The big green. I mean, it's the big green. I wonder if I could get the name of the big green changed. Because you get the big green. I mean, you got white as a color too. I mean, why why are we um, why are we hating on the other colors here? I mean, could to be the big green and white. I'm going to get a phone call on this one. I'm, I'm just going to back off now. I'm going to get a phone call on this conversation. I'm going to leave it be. Text line is three zero four five two three two two seven five. That's three zero four five two three two two seven five. So tonight we've got the national championship coming up between Kansas. And North Carolina. And for the first time ever, I am rooting for North Carolina to win the national championship over Kansas. I'm rooting for those Tar Heels. Because if that happens, I will be tied for first place in the office pool. That is it. If Kansas wins, I will be no worse than third. I don't want to be third. I don't like third. I don't like second. I'm Paul Swan. I like first. Can't be first all the time. But I want to be first. So I'm rooting for North Carolina tonight in a high-scoring game so I can win the tiebreaker. I will be tied. If if North Carolina wins, I will be tied. And then if I can get the tiebreaker, I'll be first. That's where I like to be. I, just on top, number one, top guy. That's me. We'll see what happens tonight. Games right here on ESPN, 94.1 and AM 930. And then, of course, see, I'm torn. I want to watch the championship game tonight. I'm going to. But after last night, night number two of WrestleMania, I want to watch Raw. I haven't watched Raw in like a year. I want to watch. I want to see what happened. I mean, you had some big events happen in WrestleMania, night number two. Brock Lesnar lost to Roman Reigns. You know, I was just, I'm not saying it wasn't a clean win, but it was kind of iffy. There was little shenanigans going on here or there, just a little bit. I, I don't know how I feel about that. Stone Cold came out, stunned Mr. McMahon and Pat McAfee. I mean, I feel great about that. That was the highlight of my day right there. You know, Stone Cold stole the show in uh, night number one of WrestleMania. I don't know how I feel here. I guess I'm going to have to maybe record Raw and watch the championship. That would probably be the, the responsible thing to do. Record Raw, watch the championship, and, of course, listen to it right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. So um, it's going to be a fun night tonight. Of course, t- tomorrow on the program, Christian Spears, he's calling in uh, with gas prices the way they are. I don't blame him. Plus, that man's, that man's busy. His schedule is monster. And he has uh, taken three weeks in a row now time out of his schedule and carved some out for me. Uh, So we're going to hear from him tomorrow. And also we'll hear from the head coach of the Marshall men's football team. That's right, the Marshall men's football team. I'm still pushing for the women's football team, Charles Huff. We'll get his uh, practice report. Tomorrow on the show. That's going to do it for this edition. Back tomorrow, and we're going to do it all over again right here on ESPN 94.1 and A of 930.